Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed. Now, it's time for Spotlight Star Wars with your host, Ken Knapsack. 
Hello, my friends, and here we are, episode 136 of Spotlight Star Wars, a monologue from me to you, my fellow Star Wars fans. It's been a while since I've done this show, and I'll be honest with you, we're in the process of kind of phasing this show out, or at least putting it to the background, uh, which is, I have mixed emotions about. Uh, Spotlight Star Wars was the Star Wars podcast I had on the Knapsack Files that sprung out of me knowing Jedi Alliance was going away from me. And I wouldn't have a home to talk Star Wars. Spotlight Star Wars. Spotlight colon Star Wars. There's also going to be Spotlight Game of Thrones. You can see the naming convention. That led me to want to move it to its own feed and thinking, who do I build a podcast feed with about Star Wars? What's well, got to be Justice Scrimshaw? Got to be Jennifer Landa. I reached out to them. They reached back to me. They had ideas. I had ideas. Boom. Next thing you know, we got a nice Star Wars stew cooking to make Yoda proud. Spotlight Star Wars has been around for a bit, but over the years, you know, other great shows have popped up here on the Four Center podcast feed. And the idea of just me rambling into a microphone uh, to you all about Star Wars, I don't know. I just felt, I felt bad that you had to listen. Uh, it's not that old Ken self-loathing. No, it's just... Times and tastes change, and so I wanted to change change with them. Uh, Star Wars Ranked, Databank Brawl, Happy Beeps, Clone Wars Report, Mandalorian Report, all the other great shows here on the network outside of our main show and now our main shows, uh, you know, they're all great. And then the recent edition, the Data Pip, which is something I've been working on for a while, how to unlock, and will still continue to adjust, I might add. Uh, thank you for taking a listen on that. Kind of a new way, different way to kind of produce a show and put it out there. Again, me trying to adjust with my own tastes and, my, and, and maybe some of the podcast styles out there for you all. All that to say, though, Spotlight Star Wars, I've decided, will be around once a month, every six weeks. And I want to make sure you guys can uh, join the conversation. You can always follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. But like the old days, use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars if you want to get directly to me. Or better yet, if you're listening to the podcast... Well, wherever you're listening, the podcast doesn't matter. But you can always go to Anchor, where the podcast is housed, and you can call in with the Anchor message system. You get about 59 seconds, and uh, just say you uh, have a question for us here at Spotlight Star Wars. And uh, let's hear your voice on this show. This show is always a chance for me to kind of work through my Star Wars emotions, grow as a Star Wars fan along with you all. I was looking back at some of the early, early episodes. I've uh, been doing this project where, you know, we, we did the big switch from Podomatic to Anchor. And God bless Podomatic, great company. Uh, we just, it was uh, not a, economically feasible for us to continue there. So I, I not, not a bad word to say about them. If you're considering starting a podcast, you want to use Podomatic, they get my endorsement. We use Anchor now and we believe in Anchor, but the big switch caused some problems. So I've been going back because we lost some episodes. They're there 10 minutes at a time, 20 minutes at a time. They cut out, and I've been having to go and fix over 700 episodes manually, which has forced me to go back, and I mean that in a good way. And, well, this is a Star Wars podcast, so I guess some pun intended. It's caused me to go back to the beginning. Just look at some of the titles. Just look at some of the discussions, not just with Spotlight Star Wars, but with everything here at the Force Center podcast feed. Joseph and Jennifer and I, once we started broadcasting together in 2015, I think we... We're already kind of formed as Star Wars fans uh, compared to where we are now. There's been changes along the way. There's been growths and things we look at differently for sure. Um, we're doing the Clone Wars report, uh, the chronological rewatch right now. 
And the Clone Wars movie is something that I, right now at this moment, I'm like, man, that's got a lot more great stuff in it than I remember. It fits big into the bigger picture of the Clone Wars. It's not the pressure of seeing it in theater in 2008, which I didn't. Joseph did. It's fun to see those kind of growths. And Jennifer and I and Joseph have all had little moments here and there where we've changed growth. But I think generally, those early days to now, fortunately, we're still the same type of Star Wars fan. We just love celebrating Star Wars. We love diving in. We love engaging with the story presented to us and just falling in love with Star Wars time and time again and, and being proud of that and being happy about that, which is why I was slightly worried. Now, let's take the... The pandemic, COVID-19, uh, stress and anxiety, let's, let's put it aside. That's a big reality. Whether you wear a mask or not, doesn't matter. It's there, the reality of it, and things are shutting down or being postponed. I've got a friend who's now looking at the second postponement of his wedding. I've uh, had friends and family that have lost jobs. Myself, I've been affected. We've all been affected. So let's keep that perspective in mind when we have this conversation. But the news last week that we were digging into on Four Center News, of the movies, the Star Wars movies, the slate, being pushed back a year from 2022 to 2023, which means the third in that slate of movies, connect or not, we don't know. Will we ever know? I don't know. We, got, we have an IgerCon coming up this week. Maybe Uncle Bob will drop some news, of course, moments after we record Four Center. But... I've been thinking it. it the, the, the movies being postponed has kind of lingered in my mind over the last week since Joseph and I recorded that news episode. And at times, again, perspective fully in place. But just as a Star Wars fan, as one who's getting older and counting the years as they uh, creak by, a Star Wars film in 2023 was starting to bum me a little bit. And I know it might be bumming all of you. How we watch these movies, these shows, all the things beyond Star Wars that we love, that has changed, even without this lockdown, this pandemic, and, and what's gone on. We, we know theaters were starting to wane a bit. Their audiences, the numbers may be going down. It's big event pictures. The industry's changed enough to where the small indies or the uh, heartfelt dramas may be there. And even the silly little comedies aren't being made as much. But here comes Netflix, all the other streaming services, racing in here with a new way to watch it. Star Wars jumps into that with The Mandalorian. And, well, we know what it's done. I'm currently, as we're broadcasting, looking at a pile. And I piled, pile sounds disrespectful. I'm looking at a nice stack of Baby Yoda slash The Child merchandise. Stickers, a uh, little... Uh, Little pendants, uh, little buttons sent to me by a Knapsack Files listener, Robbie Smith. Uh, just a, a great guy who has got Instagram. His Instagram feed, that's him and Baby Yoda, the li the, the, the life-size uh, doll, going on some adventures. Uh, just love all that stuff. Mandalorian just absolutely worked. Whether or not you have little detail problems, all those, it's that typical Star Wars story. Overall, it worked in a big way. Yeah, episode five still not my favorite. Eh, what are you going to do? But also in episode five, there's some great things that I love. So, hey, what are you going to do? We all come to Star Wars to enjoy it, to love it, to take from that salad bar what we want. If you want the croutons tonight, take the croutons. You want the pasta, take the pasta. That's what Star Wars is to us here. But I was getting bummed about the movies. I was getting bummed. And maybe you are too. 
2023. It's a long way off, but we all know time moves so fast. It'll be here before you know it. That's scary. Age, age, age. But it is a long way off. And why I think there's some good things about it, and we talked about that on the show last week, a forced pause button, not about the content, the quality of the content that they've been put out, but just, hey, a chance to reset, really get your ducks in order. And look, I absolutely think there was some things along the way. Josh Trank, Lord Miller, whatever happened, you know? Kenobi movie, no Kenobi movie. Boba Fett movie, no Boba Fett movie. We don't know all the details, and I think they're far less scandalous than people want to think. But yeah, things happen along the way, as they do in the making of major motion pictures. So maybe now we have time. They have time to get it right. A blessing inside of a curse is the way I'm trying to look at it. But I keep coming back to the idea of, man... That kind of bums me. No big Star Wars picture. No chance to head on out with a bunch of friends, some family members, a loved one, a childhood friend who's been celebrating Star Wars with you, people you've met along the way, strangers you run into in the theater and just connect over a BB-8 shirt you're both wearing or a comment, a quote that one of you hears the other say and you you bond and, and connect before the movie even starts. That stuff is... Part of why we're a Star Wars fan. And I'm going to miss, or at least think I'm going to miss, not having it around for a couple years. But I got to thinking about it. With Disney+, Plus, Mandalorian, books, comics, the Star Wars stories will be there. And look, they're always going to need to be Star Wars movies, I think, going forward. And that's, as someone who has been around for two, that's the last Star Wars movie we'll ever see, kid, moments, I am all for Star Wars going on. I do think it's endless where we are now. Once George, God bless the maker, but once George gave up the reins, and you might have good opinions about that, you might have bad, you might have mixed, whatever it is, it is what it is. You can't change that now. You can't put that genie or that flannel shirt back in the box. But once George did that, and the reins were handed over, and new storytellers come in. Yeah, a little corporately, corporate structure, little story group, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. But we still have filmmakers. We still have screenwriters. We still have novelists, authors, comic book artists and writers. We have a bunch of people coming into Star Wars who care about it just as much as you do and I do. You might not always agree how they express that love, they might take you into new areas that you're not comfortable. But they love Star Wars just as much as you. It's true. It's really true. So because of all that love going into it, and now because of Disney+, Plus, and because of the success of The Mandalorian, and what we hope will be the success of Kenobi, uh, Cassie and Andor, and all the other rumored series, all the other series in development, uh, and Mandalorian Season 2, the next one up. The thing that really is there for a Star Wars movie, again, nothing can be, nothing's going to replace seeing the Millennium Falcon roar across a big, giant movie theater screen. Not suggesting that. But think about what those movies are. Think about what you love about the movies outside of the movie itself in a theater. Which, again, I can't wait for again. It is the anticipation. It is the story rolling out in front of you. It's the trailer. It's the poster. It's the toys. 
it is the conversation. It is the speculation. Oh, yes, speculate responsibly, as we love to do here at Force Center. But don't think Joseph, Jennifer, and I don't roll up our sleeves even when the microphones aren't on and just speculate at the possibilities. In my book, Why We Love Star Wars, okay, cheap plug, I talk about the best moment in all of Star Wars. The reason we keep coming back, the reason we love Star Wars, the number one, it's the anticipation of the next story. It's that moment between a long time ago and a galaxy far, far away and a brief pause and boom, the music, the crawl, the movie, this next Star Wars story rolling out in front of you. That, to me, is at the center of our love of these movies. And while, yes, I do want to see Darth Vader one more time on the big screen, I do want to see another Death Star blow up or a Death Star-like machine, I do want to have an adventure that takes me away while I'm sitting there in a nice, big old, comfortable, reclining, flatbread pizza-serving theater chair. The same feeling, the same anticipation, the same conversation, the same, oh my gosh, we're about to learn something new about Star Wars is ever-present. Right now, as I record this, I'm listening to the Dr. Afra audio drama in preparation of our review shortly here on Force Center. I am eagerly anticipating as well the new Poe Dameron young adult novel. Oh, I love that YA label that scares some people away. I'm waiting for the one about Poe Dameron, young Poe Dameron, Zori Bliss, Babu Frick, we hope, we trust. The Thrawn novel's coming out. First of a new series. Just finished Shadowfall. Just finished... Queen's Peril. The stories still go on. The stories still provide you with new things, new bits of information, new things to learn from. I won't spoil my review yet of Dr. Afra, the audio drama, but this character, Afra, that I absolutely love and believe in, is a new kind of character and brings a new kind of feeling, and that might not be for everyone. I understand that. And sometimes her comic, an award-winning comic now, We'll talk about that this week on Force Center. But the comic sometimes goes to crazy little places that maybe I'm not super excited about as a Star Wars fan. Plot lines, uh, weird moments. Uh, the character itself, though, I always come back to how much I just love what the Doctor Aphra character brings to Star Wars, represents for Star Wars and Star Wars fans, and the possibility of a different kind of story set within very much the universe that we love, with the characters that we very much love. And even as I'm currently halfway through the audio drama, I'm anticipating the story that still is rolling out in front of me. Mandalorian Season 2 is probably the next big thing that's going to cause this groundswell of anticipation. And though we don't have any big Star Wars movies on the way anytime soon, we already were going to have a little bit of a delay, but now even more. And look, let's be honest, it's still kind of tough to get productions going right now. I can tell you from first-hand experience and second- and third-hand experience out here in the town right now. The city's trying to find a way to get back. Other cities as well, Vancouver, Atlanta, where the productions are big. They're all trying to find a way to get back on a big scale. Mandalorian Season 2, in the can. And we're going to get it. So, right now, 2023 is the next time we'll all start to gather around that, uh, so to speak, transistor radio of Star Wars. 
gather around with your friends and family, start talking about what you think's going to happen. What does that jacket that that character have on in a promo mean? What could it mean? What is that blaster? What's the story? Who's that? What's the connection? And of course, what the most important thing of all to us here at Force Center, what is the why of what we're about to learn? That exists. It's still here. Mandalorian Season 2 is next. Stories will start falling in line behind that series. And we will start getting little tidbits of information. Oh, maybe Uncle Bob will let something drop at a, at a call. He needs to kind of excite those investors, right? Right? Right, Uncle Bob? Eh, we'll see. But we still have a big part of what we are completely obsessed with about Star Wars and what draws us back. The excitement of stories yet to be told, of stories about to be told. That's there, and that's present. We might not have a movie for a while. And I might have been disappointed at that news a little bit, and I still might be right now. The new era of Star Wars films will be upon us before we know it. But we are in still. As I used to say on Spotlight Star Wars, so I'll say it now. We are in a wonderful and great time to be a Star Wars fan. We're going to take a quick break, wrap up the other side of this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 Hey, Four Center fans, don't forget, Four Center is on YouTube. Head over there to catch up with our new show, Star Wars Show and Tell. Joseph, Jennifer, Ken, and special guests sit down and share favorite items from their own Star Wars memorabilia collections. Plus, there's the In Memoriam video series, encore presentations of Databank Brawl, and special programming all there for you, and more shows on the way. It's Four Center on YouTube. Check it out. Welcome back to Spotlight Star Wars. You're listening to a track called Mando vs. Mad Max. My buddy Sean Arnold, a.k.a. Old Handsaw, who uh, provided that track for me. It's going to be appearing uh, time to time on the Data Pit show. Shot a, I thought I'd roll it out here uh, just because I like the vibes. I like the tune here. We are back to uh, discuss a couple more things here as we uh, head on out and enjoy 
our day. I, 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 you know, I release these, these, this is a Sunday morning show. So I got to assume that maybe you're going to have your Sunday afternoon in front of you, but I, why, why do I assume that you're going to wake up first thing Sunday morning and listen to my Star Wars ramblings? That's very Sith-like of me to put myself at the center of your universe. That's, I apologize. May the force in this podcast find you when you need it. We do want to, I'm sure, talk about this a little bit more on uh, Force Center News, but we we want to address the passing of Wilford Brimley, 85 years old, the actor, spokesman, jazz musician, and family man, uh, and a great tweeter. He was had some great stuff on there, and part of the Star Wars family. That's right, 1985, Ewoks, the battle for Endor, Wilford Brimley was a very key member of that story. We're going to probably, uh, spoiler maybe, we're going to be taking a look at some of the uh, some of that Ewok stuff, the Ewok adventure mo- uh, movie from um, 84, the first one there, Caravan of Courage. Uh, we're going to be discussing that, and then uh, we're definitely going to get into the battle for Endor. But Wilford Brimley was a part of that, and it's, uh, it's just one of those things, man. Yeah, the Ewok movies... Not the height of Star Wars storytelling, but we're going to find some morsels in there, I'm sure. But to have Wilford Brimley in Star Wars in any way, shape, or form is not unlike, for me, B. Arthur or Harvey Corman in the Star Wars world. Diane Lane, uh, uh, excuse me, Diane Carroll. Diane Lane is a great actor as well. I'd love to have her in Star Wars, too. Diane Carroll, uh, itchy to have itchy in Star Wars. Uh, it's it's just one of those fun little things. He's there. It's part of it. And that character Noah, you never know. You never know when that character Noah could show up in Star Wars canon. So many of these Star Wars creators now, they're, like I said before, they're like you and I. In the back of their head, there's some little weird part of Star Wars that they love, that legends be damned, they're going to pull it in. We're going to miss you, Wilford Brimley. Rest in peace. May the Force be with you. Uh, a, a full life lived uh sad news but what a life so uh we'll, we'll probably address it some more here and like i said giving you a little sneak peek somewhere down the line we're going to try to uh, take a look at the ewok movies here on force center almost done here today on spotlight star wars and i uh, got a little letter in my hand uh, i want to thank a listener tristan miller tristan miller's been listening to force center for a bit supports us as well on patreon and uh I got, a, I got a little package, as I do. We have a, a business uh, address if you want to send some stuff to us. It's 3727 West Magnolia Boulevard, Box 728, Burbank, California, 91505. And, uh, man, Tristan, thank you so much. You sent us a little thing, uh, uh, some uh, figures, a little token of appreciation. Uh, thanked us, uh, me, Joseph, and Jennifer, for uh, just bringing hours of positive Star Wars content and providing positivity and enthusiasm that, that he, he says are needed now more than ever, not just in fandom but in the world. So, Tristan, we need your positive energy. We need you to uh, help celebrate Star Wars with us, and we appreciate uh, the little token of appreciation. Uh, Joseph, uh, Jennifer's going to get the Ventress. We're di- we divided it up. There's a Ventress figure, some Rebel Pilot figure set, one of the Power of the Force line. Then from the Power of the uh, well, Phantom Menace line, Watto's Box, which sounds almost like you want to say giggity, but it is uh, that box with uh, with Watto and his cronies at the pod race. Uh, so Joseph wanted that. So I've got the Rebel Pilots. And then the one that uh, just got, we might pass this around as the team, Tristan, is the Star Wars comic pack, Star Wars number five. 
Heir to the Empire, Luke Skywalker, and Mara Jade. You know, I, I got to say this. If, if you listen to me long enough here in Force Center, you know I, I'm not a huge Legends fan. What does that mean? It just means after a while, in the mid-90s, I just found some of the stories uh, getting to, to places that I just weren't, weren't pulling me in, that I didn't find uh, to be super, super uh, Star Wars-y to me. The characters were there. The names were there. Some cool things, some cool concepts. I just pulled away and, 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 and went on with my day. And uh, I know that's not the case for everybody. And sometimes when I'll say, hey, I don't really like Legends, I, I, some people get upset at me. And I've had to, over the years, make sure I correct myself or at least temper myself and, and remove some of the snark. I think all the Star Wars is ripe for a little fun poking. And we forget that. It's very easy to forget that. I was interviewing Kevin Shinnick, the author of uh, Force Collector, which I'm actually halfway through reading as well. Very fun book. He worked on Detours, the comedy series that never made it uh, out of Lucasfilm. We didn't really talk about that, but he also wrote and, and worked on uh, Robot Chicken during all the Star Wars stuff. And, I, and I, that's what I had asked him in this interview. What uh, was, you know, how fun was that? Because you had to all be Star Wars fans in the, in the room to, to write those kind of jokes and bits and moments do poke fun of the franchise. Do dig in the little holes uh, where you have those little questions of what, how did, the, what is that? And you can play around with it. And he said, absolutely, we love Star Wars. And I still think, I've said this before and I said it to him and, and, and Kevin Shinnick agreed, just like the idea of we as Star Wars fans over the last few years can get so defensive, uptight, and ready for battle because it's a battle out there. Uh, as Tristan said in his uh, letter, uh, everywhere, it's not just Star Wars fandom. It, tough times. In the last few years, it just seems like it's getting more and more of that divide, that toxicity out there. You can't enjoy things. Uh, or even sometimes you can't criticize things. It goes both ways. We're very positive and celebratory here at Star Wars, uh, or Force Center with Star Wars. Uh, me, myself, I'm just, I have a big smile on my face all the time. But I used to always crack a joke, a weird quote. That's why we love this stuff. What is she proposing is one of the greatest Star Wars lines of all time. And it's downright silly. And it's delivered in a comical, unintentional comical way. So I, I, I have to, over the years, realize that, hey, some of that defensiveness that I can have. You start slagging on Rise of Skywalker, I get defensive. Sorry. I'm going to work to be better about that. And I've had to remove myself from some of the online conversations. Force Center is my place to talk about Star Wars. That's what I just kind of had to accept. Tweeting about it, getting into fights about it, it's not for me. It's, it's okay for some, some other people. You like to roll up your sleeves and get in there. You're not affected as I am. God bless you. Seven blessings. May the force be with you. But over the years, again, with legends, I've had to say, you know, it wasn't for me. But I have to. And Dave Filoni recognized it on that uh, making of The Mandalorian show. I have to recognize it is the entry point for a lot of people. I do enjoy the character of Mara Jade, but she's never been my favorite. She hasn't held up the character after her introduction. Very cool. Or the Empire, where this figure pack is from, very cool. And if you know anything about my personal life, a redhead with a lightsaber, that's something close to my home, close to my heart. I'm there for it. Mara Jade going on to wanting to kill Luke, to going on to loving Luke, falling in love with Luke, all the, their story. God bless it. All that wasn't for me. But the introduction, 
of Mara Jade, the Star Wars story, her being the Emperor's Hand. One of those around-the-corner style of Star Wars storytelling uh, moments where, hey, oh, she was on the sail barge. Oh, she was there. And I had fun with it back then. It, again, doesn't hold up for me. But I really, as I hold this figure pack in my hand, I do love the design of Mara Jade. She's got a um, kind of a, a helmet, head wrap, goggle situation that's not unlike Rey from Force Awakens. It's interesting to know. Um, you know, I, I have to, and I do, absolute respect. If your entry point into Star Wars was Legends... A character like Mar Jade is going to mean a lot to you. A character like Mar, Mar Jade, especially if you're a if you're a, a a young girl, just wanting to fall in love with Star Wars in the mid '90s, and you look around, especially in the comic book scene in the mid '90s, looking at the, all the covers, you might think maybe maybe there's a, 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 not a place for me here at the Star Wars table, and then you see Mara Jade. Nah, man, nah. There's a place for me. There it is. And that's a character I can get behind. If, if you don't think I respect that, you're wrong. But I had to remind myself to give people that kind of room and to not pound the desk and say, I don't like Legends. Greg Ken, we don't care if you don't like Legends. We love it. I do think there's just a lot of things in Legends that don't work. I think uh, it's telling that George Lucas was like, yeah, you know, occasionally I might pull a name from there. Quinlan, Quinlan Voss, a droid here and there, a planet. That's great. But I do love when some of the stuff pops back up. Even there's things I don't fully realize. I have to go over to Star Wars Explained, our buddy Alex and Molly sitting over there giving me 29 Easter eggs from an audio drama that I didn't know. And 11 of the Easter eggs are old legend stuff. I love it. I do love it. Solo, full of legends things. It works. It works. As I hold this pack in my hand, I have to wonder, what if George, maybe in 92, 93, after seeing the, the making of Jurassic Park in the early 90s, and then Jurassic Park comes out, if around that time George says, all right, instead of doing the special editions, well, maybe he still does that to test, but I'm instead of going one, two, and three, I'm going to go seven, eight, and nine. I, I think the seven, eight, and nine that George maybe was gonna had put in the hands of Disney. Uh, I've heard sprinklings of what some of that was. You can go through the art of books and get some sprinklings of some some of the things that were there. Some of the ideas seem very much similar or, or in the ballpark. Maybe they're not in the playing field, but maybe they're in the stadium together of what we did get at least in Force Awakens and some of of Episode Eight. But different conversation for another time, right? What if in the early 90s, and this isn't a fantasy casting or anything like that, but what if in the, in the, in the early 90s, is it 7, 8, 9 is it? All right, maybe Harrison Ford doesn't want to come back. Maybe I can't quite convince Carrie Fisher to do it. Maybe she can help me write it. Maybe I do get Mark Hamill back. And what if he had looked across the, uh, the room at uh, Timothy Zahn writing then the official continuation of the story? Five years after, which remember, he was uh, Zahn in a lot of you, you that five year span from Return of the Jedi, from five years from that, you can't touch. You can't touch. We're reserving that for ourselves. So who knows what uh, might have been talked about in the hallways of Lucasfilm back in the day. But could you just imagine if we did get a seven, uh, what it would have been? I don't know if it would have been Clone Luke. Luke, uh, I don't know if it would have been the ghost of the Emperor then. We did get it. That tracks. That's understandable. 
Uh, would we have got a Mara Jade-like character that turned into a love interest for Luke? I, I don't know that. I don't know if George would have taken it that direction. But as I hold this figure back in my hand, I can't help but think, man, what George would have done. The characters, the legacy characters, uh, a little younger and, and, and part of the story, more active in the story. Now, you all know I love 789, and, and one of the reasons I love it is the legacy characters were passing the baton. I, I love what that was because that was the reality of the situation. You were making these movies in 2013, 2014, 2015, and beyond. Harrison Ford can run around as best he can uh, trying to avoid Rathars. He can crash his uh, airplane and walk away and survive. He's Harrison Ford. But he's still in his late 70s. And I, look, this you're talking to someone who wants to see Indiana Jones 5. So you're, not, you're never going to get it. it. It could never have been a, a movie based around the heroes of old leading a war now. It couldn't have been. It wasn't the myth. That's not part of it. They had to transition to that part of the story. But if episode seven drops in 1993, I do think about that. I mean, I've been thinking about episode seven since 1983 when I had wrote my own version in my head. I grew up near Pismo Beach, California, and I used to go out to the sand dunes and think, oh, yeah, this is a Tatooine. This is Tatooine. We can shoot this here. We can get we can shoot episode seven here. And my mind would wander with stories. Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker, Star Wars, Episode 7. The loves of Luke, I don't know. I think George would have gone a different direction. How would George have dealt with? Because, you know, remember, if he claims, even back in the day, oh, I have treatments for nine films. I grew up with that. I'd be on the playgrounds. Did you hear in Star uh, Starlog magazine? They said George has... Uh, nine movies planned. What was George thinking then? Not now, not 2012. What was George thinking at any point about what the story would be? I have to think it would be somewhat similar spiritually. And we know now, yeah, George was like, ah, we're going to go on the microbiotic level. No, no, no. But I think it would be, he'd have to deal with the fall of the empire. And then how does the story continue? What is the why of that? The empire is defeated. The statues have been toppled. What great evil would return? Would he have done Palpatine? I, I, I don't necessarily think so. There's some indications to say that he wouldn't now. But again, what would he have done then? It's not too far-fetched to think that there'd be some kind of spiritual transfer of Palpatine or some kind of presence of Palpatine still around or uh, Sith returning in some fashion. Maybe he just dives right in to Luke going to the dark side, giving Mark Hamill his dream, that grizzled, muscle-bound Luke with a bone earring in one of his ears, scars on his face. Luke goes bad. It's redemption, the fall and redemption of Luke Skywalker, seven and eight. I don't know. I'm just having fun. It is what we do here in Spotlight Star Wars, a monologue for me to you. But as I hold this figure, pack in my hand. I look at Mara Jade with her purple lightsaber, Luke with a blaster <laughs> around his chest and the blue blade in his hand and the, and the, and the X-Wing uh, helmet and that uh, the X-Wing flight suit rolled down at the waist, revealing just a tank top and some muscles. Oh, yeah. Would we have gotten action, Luke? 
We'll never know. But like anticipating a new Star Wars story, you can always go backward and re-anticipate the stories that we didn't get and tell them to ourselves over and over again. Maybe we'll get those answers one day. That's Spotlight Star Wars for this week. Don't forget, Force Center is always sponsored by Audible. If you want a free audio book on us, go to audibletrial.com slash Center. If you'd like to follow us, go to Twitter and uh, follow us at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. Or like I said, use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. And when we gather around the campfire uh, here on Dagobah, we will uh, pull some questions if you have just specific to me. Maybe you even want to follow up with something here. Please do. Use the Anchor app if you want to leave a message. We'll try that as well. We are on YouTube. Uh, a little break in the content again. We had a, a scheduling thing going on with our editor on some of the videos. Some of that's coming back. But follow, subscribe, like, hit the bell, all those YouTube things. We're on Instagram as well. You can support us either through merchandise at tpublic.com slash user slash force center or go to Patreon at patreon.com slash force center if you want to support us there. Some tiers for your choosing. The top tier gets some Star Wars Force Center trading cards. Me, Joseph, and Jennifer in a collectible form. Nothing wrong about that. But as always, the best way to support is just to listen, share, and tell a friend. And keep celebrating Star Wars. It is, always will be, a great time to be a Star Wars fan. We'll see you next time on Spotlight Star Wars. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.